Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Barry is headed through the Midwest toward the Mid-Atlantic states. I'm AccuWeather.com's Evan Myers. I'm joined by Bernie Reno. This is Weather Insider for Tuesday, July 16th, episode number 97. Bernie, there's still some heavy downpours. Mm -hmm. The system is moving eastward. And uh, we want to talk first about the rainfall, where it's going to be, give some inside information about where some of those funky, freaky things might happen that often occurs with tropical systems, even when they weaken and diminish. And then we're going to talk about probably the most uncomfortable weather of the summer so far that is going to set in the mid-Atlantic states. But first things first, all eyes on Barry. Talk about it in the Midwest. Flash flood warnings Tuesday morning south of Little Rock, Evan. Remember on Monday we talked about how there was 6 to 12 inches of rain in central parts of Louisiana. Well, Tuesday morning, uh, places like Arkadelphia, um, Arkansas, that's just south of Little Rock. Over 7 inches of rain, flash flood emergencies from tropical rainstorm Barry. And that's why we will continue to keep this system a tropical rainstorm because that's what it's going to do, produce heavy rain. Now, the rain threat as we go through Tuesday afternoon and Tuesday night will shift western parts of Kentucky, Tennessee, in toward Indiana, uh, toward Indianapolis and I-70. And then we'll track tropical rainstorm, Barry, Tuesday night in the Wednesday across the Ohio Valley and then pushing in the western parts of Pennsylvania. What is interesting with this, Evan, as we move into Wednesday night and Thursday, you know how you and I have been talking about that most of the showers and thunderstorms and heavy rain have been on the eastern side. One wonders, as this circulation goes across Pennsylvania and New York, we start bringing Atlantic moisture in because high pressure is going to build across New England. Do we all of a sudden get a big rain area on the northern side of the circulation across New York State in towards southern New England? Do we? That's I, I'm concerned about that. So places like uh, Syracuse and Syracuse, Rochester, Binghamton. Albany, Binghamton, Boston, Worcester. Boston's not New York. Well, I, we know, and I also right. said across <laughs> southern New England. I got that. I also said across. <laughs> but... That would be Wednesday night and the Thursday morning, and I'm starting to worry. I haven't figured out exactly the area yet, so it's going to be pretty large. Between Boston and Washington, D.C., if we're going to have flooding rain somewhere in that zone, uh, late Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Which zone, Bernie? So we toss, So let's, let, let's kind of reel it back a little bit and talk about Wednesday. Wednesday, I-95, Carter, Maybe a straight thunderstorm Off or two, to the but, west. But but not much around. So then Wednesday night, Wednesday Thursday evening into and Thursday, Thursday into Thursday morning, morning rush hour on yes. Thursday. So you're concerned about some flooding downpours and that's some inside information we want to give some folks for their morning commute on Thursday. Where might they be focused? Yeah, that's what I'm uh, I'm I'm a little unsure of because 
I still do believe that on the southeastern side of the center of circulation is where you have the thunderstorms. But now, with Atlantic moisture coming in, I'm wondering if there's a band of rain on the northern side. So, I'm, so that's why I'm saying anywhere between Boston and Washington, D.C., I think you have to be prepared for that Thursday morning. We'll come back with you on Wednesday and hopefully be able to zone in on that a little. Fair enough? Uh, fair enough. So okay. by, by rush hour on Thursday afternoon, do you think a lot of this is gone? I think it's gone South of New York City, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., toward Richmond, I think it is gone. I think it's probably gone in New England as well. But, uh, you know, you start getting toward Boston and out on the Cape, maybe Providence, maybe it could linger. But I think by, by late afternoon on Thursday, this should be gone. So tropical, tropical rainstorm Barry exits with all that rain, but it leaves something behind, doesn't it? It's not a present either. It's humidity. <laughs> You know, it's been warm in the northeast, uh, mid-Atlantic, over the last couple of days. But you know what? The humidity has been tolerable. And more importantly, Evan, and, and you know this from heat waves, it's bad enough when it's hot during the day, but it's a real problem when it stays warm at night and it never cools off. At least over the last couple of nights, it's cooled off a little bit. But once you bring in that humidity, and some of that will be arriving Tuesday afternoon, but especially Wednesday and Thursday, that keeps a lid on temperatures. You're not going to get it to fall very so far. So air conditioning stays on all night. And it's yeah. and what it means is that the temperatures start at a much higher right. point at first thing in the morning instead of being 58 or 62, it's 72 or 73. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy to heat up. And in fact, I know uh, on Friday and Saturday, the record high temperatures in Philly are right around 100. And the high temperatures, the actual high temperatures, those two days are going to be very close to 100, certainly in the upper 90s. And, yeah. and with the humidity, it is going to be miserable. You know, Evan, you don't often get records with high humidity no, you in don't. the I-95. Unless Usually, you're in Salber Salisbury, yeah. Maryland. Different story there. <laughs> and, know. you know, the uh, and that's going to also be the story, you know, across the Midwest and Plains as we get into Thursday and Friday. You get these upper-level highs, and there's a lack of wind throughout the atmosphere so there's no well mixing well the, right? well the wind under high pressure areas yeah. sinks 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 and yeah. so it's not you don't mix it up very much it's fairly calm and so it just sits there and every day the dew point gets higher and higher and higher you know evan this is a a, a heat wave that can be dangerous because you could be looking at 100 degrees in cities like chicago st louis Kansas City, and then with the dew point temperatures as high as they are, temperatures at night barely get below 80. They're well in the 70s, and that's the kind of air mass I think we're looking for as we move into Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And it's also widespread. It's the Midwest. It's the Plains. It's much of the Northeast, maybe not New England, down in the Mid-Atlantic, and the Carolinas. They're going to start hitting close to 100 degrees it's a as soon as uh, It's a widespread area. Yeah. Now, Bernie, you talked about dew points, and dew point temperatures are interesting because dew point temperatures are a measure of the absolute amount of moisture in the atmosphere. Relative humidity is the humidity relative to the temperature. Right. So, for example, if the temperature is 40 degrees and the dew point is 40, the relative humidity is 100%. But if you leave that dew point temperature at 40 and you take the temperature up to 80 degrees – now, all of a sudden, the relative humidity is 25%. Right. And if you take it up to 100, now you're at like 10%. That's what it is like in the desert. But if you take the dew point temperature up into the 70s and the high temperature is in the 90s, now we're, we're talking about 
relative humidity of 50, 60 percent. But it's interesting because the amount of moisture in the air is now almost, well, it's not twice as much because it's not absolute, but it's so much higher than it is at 40. So relative humidity is interesting, but meteorologists really look, like to look at dew point temperatures to really measure just how muggy it is, just what the humidity is. And let's also remember that we're at the time of the year the sun is very strong. And as you mentioned, Evan, underneath this high-pressure system, light winds. Light, light, light winds. And, that, and well, right. even wind makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. Right. Even if the dew point, even if the relative humidity is high, even if the temperatures are high and without it, you just bake away and you sweat. It, oh, it's sticky, sweaty, sweltering. It's just uncomfortable it's very uncomfortable and i think that that's the word um dangerous could be another one um in some of the you know where, where you're starting starting to get close to 100 degrees during the day and you're 80 or 78 degrees at night for a low that's when you have some real problems here so i think that's the kind of air mass we're dealing with as we go through especially thursday and friday and as you mentioned widespread Bernie Reno has coined the terminology for the rest of the week, or at least the end of the week, uncomfortable. I did it by accident. Boy, and that yeah. puts it mildly. So yeah. we will be back with you on Wednesday to look at Barry as it continues to make its trek across the mid-Atlantic states and preview the sweltering, sticky, sweaty, uncomfortable weekend that's coming up. 